All right, folks, we are back with another edition of the Red and White Podcast. I'm your host, Evan, here with Chance, as always. This time, we've got another special guest. Zach joins us. Zach has been – I put out the the call to anybody interested in talking sports, talking baseball a while back. Zach has been consistent with hitting me up. Let me on the pod, man. I want to talk to Chance. I want to talk some baseball. Zach is here with us, so I'm excited to have both of you guys here. Chance, baseball did a thing. How are you feeling? Have you come down from your high yet? I still don't think my mouth has has come off the floor yet. I'm still so surprised at like the performance yesterday, and just so like I, I you know, can't can't even put it together in words of like how amazed I was at like what Sam Heifel did yesterday on the mound for State. I mean, just a, a fantastic performance from him. Offense did just enough. Defense looked great. I know Devontae Brown had a couple big plays in right field. A lot of people were talking about um, getting out of some situations, particularly in the eighth inning with some runners in scoring position. And it was just – it was unreal. I mean, that Vanderbilt team is is good, and they quite literally have the two best starting pitchers in the country. And the fact we were able to beat one of them is, is still insane kind of to fathom and think about. Zach – First of all, thanks for joining the podcast. What was your reaction? How did you feel watching that game? And then when that game was over, what was your reaction? Um, it was it, it's it's uh, years and years and years in the making. Um, you know, 2013 when when they went and and watching you know Rodon and and then <clears throat> dominate UNC in the first game, and then the UCLA loss, and and then everything just kind of compounded. You know, when when they played UNC again, but you go back. I mean. You go back years and years and years, and and there's always some, some as Highfield said, you know they they've slayed some giants this postseason. You've always got Vanderbilt, you've always got Texas, you've always got Stanford, you've also always got, you know UCLA's and and the Floridas and all that, and and now you've got State in the first round knocking off Stanford, going on to Vanderbilt, and I mean you know there's not a State fan in the world that will tell you they weren't nervous about that game, you know like going up against Lighter, but man, you know it's to to watch it all to watch it all come down and, and, and to finish that game one to nothing with Highfield on the mound going, you know, what, seven and a third and just, you know, toe to toe with Lighter, who's going to be in my, I mean, in my opinion, Lighter is better than Rocker. Lighter should be, you know, in the top three picks in the draft this year, um, bar none. And, and he, and, and Highfield went out there and pretty much shoved it and was like, what's up? Here we go. And then, you know, threw the ball down and just walked off the field. And, and you know, I liked uh, – he kept his composure. And it was just for, – for state fans everywhere, um, you know, I think that was – that that's – you know, it was – I guess I, I listened to the podcast for you guys last week and, and Chance, uh, you know, I know you talked about that was the biggest win in, in program history was beating Arkansas last year. But to me, last night, one up that. That, that one, up, you know, one above, so – you know, great, yeah, great Vanderbilt's the defending national champion, right? And Leiter was, I'm not going to lie, man, he was as advertised. He was filthy. And I, it still blows my mind. And, and Chance, let me know, if, what do you think about this? He basically made one mistake all night and Tatum made him pay. Like that is, to me, that's amazing. Just the way those things lined up 
for as well as he was pitching 15 Ks <laughs> and he just hung one curveball, and that's all it took. Right. I mean, how do how do you feel about that? I mean, I, first of all, let me go back to Zach and say, like, I can agree about the Vanderbilt win surpassing Arkansas last week as the biggest win in program history, especially is if State is able to win on Friday and or and or win on Saturday and get to the uh, get to the final series. But I, I, Evan, I also agree with you too. There, I mean, he really only made one mistake. I mean, like this is not, I mean, any sh- like slight at lighter. I mean, he pitched a fantastic game. Um, everything he did was right. And I can even agree, like, I, I do think he's better than Rocker. I think Rocker might be a little more interesting prospect, the big interesting prospect at the end of the day, because he might be a little more flashy in what he does. He's been a bigger name. He's been doing it a little more consistently in his time at Vanderbilt. But that has been Lighter's issue all year, and, like, that is what scouts have kind of have kind of slided him for a bit, is, like, his biggest thing is giving up home run balls. That has been his problem all season. Um, is, is that he does give up some of those shots like Terrell Tatum hit yesterday. And, and, you know, like you said, he made one mistake, but it was a crucial one. And um, fortunately for State, they were able to take advantage of it. Um, Tatum has kind of struggled when he's played solid pitchers in the past. And it's been it's been really fun, really all year, to, to see how he's progressed. He's put together a really good campaign this season. And Getting to see him have that moment was really cool. Um, he he's a guy that I oftentimes don't, especially this season, hasn't quite gotten the credit that he deserves. Um, you know, DHs doesn't play in the field, doesn't hit in the top four in the lineup, so he he a lot of times doesn't get a ton of credit. But I, he you know he certainly etched his name in like state history books forever with with what he did yesterday. And absolutely, I mean that wasn't a ball that like scraped the top of the fence. I mean that one was cranked. So, so that's for sure. Yeah, you know, it's uh, to me, and I said this the other day when we were watching the Stanford game. Tatum, I, I thought he had struggled. Like you said, he that Stanford game, uh, there was at least two times he had the bat on his shoulder, just watching pitches go by, and I'm just like, man, swing the bat. You know, you're the DH five hole guy, whatever four hole guy. I forgot what he's at now, but. Yeah, he made it work, man. He made him. He made him pay. Did you expect Zach? Did you expect Tatum to be the the hero of that game? Uh, no, um, <laughs> you will not find much more of a bitter, a, a bigger um, critic of uh, of of. Well, of, it's just it's a couple things. Just you know, knowing the game and understanding the game. Um, but the thing about it is, if you listen to him, like in the post game stuff and everything, he was like. I was geared up for a fastball. He's like, I was just, I was sitting on that pitch. And a lot of times if you watch Tatum bat, I think he almost gets into a guessing game and he second guesses himself instead of just, you know, putting the bat in his hands and letting it swing and just reacting. And, you know, when, when you got somebody up there throwing 94, 95, 96, like lighter is, you know, you can't guess. You just have to, I mean, you you can try to sit on a pitch and, and that's that, you know, Tatum said that's what he did, but you also just have to react. And I mean, you know, these guys are playing on this stage for a reason. You know, their skills are good, are good enough. Um, was I expecting a 1-0 game um, with the one run being, you know, Terrell Tatum hitting a 500-foot bomb off Jack Leiter? No. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. You know, I, I honestly figured it was early in the game I was watching it, and, and I, it, in my mind I was thinking, uh, you know, McDonough and Butler. 
they, those two, it was going to have to be McDonough doubles, Butler drives him in, um, you know, just because just didn't have a lot of confidence. I think I read something that said, and, and I could be wrong on this, but I think going into that at bat last night, Tatum was so far in the, in the College World Series, he was 0 for 6 with 4Ks um, going into that at bat where he, you know, hit that moonshot. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was not expecting that from him, but, damn, I'm glad he did it. <laughs> Did, let me ask y'all this. Did y'all see the – and I don't know if you know this or not, but I didn't until about an hour ago that the parents wear the home run helmet and they pass it around. Last one wears the last one whose kid hits a home run gets to wear the helmet. That I was awesome. Not, I did not see that, I think, until you tweeted it out. You know, And, and I think that's when I first saw it. Yeah, that was wild to me. I thought that was, that was super cool. Yeah. So I asked this question, Zach, and I asked this a chance earlier in the chat and I said who do you think is the best team left or who's a you know who do we want to play so let's say let me back that up who is who's the team we match up the best against and then who's um, the team we match up the worst against that's left in this uh in, the, in Omaha in our bracket or in the whole in the whole Just tournament the whole thing um so this is going to kind of sound uh backwards I guess in my opinion um I don't necessarily want to see Vanderbilt again. I don't um, think anybody does, yeah. I, I think uh, when you have a one-two combo of rocker and lighter like that, and then you've got to win one out of two, and you know that you know that they're going to probably throw those two guys more than likely. Um, you know, I would – it would be uh, – it would not surprise me for, for – it would not surprise me at all because it's baseball and anything can happen. It would not surprise me to see Stanford beat Vanderbilt tomorrow – that come out on Friday and shove it to state, even after state just put up 10 runs on Stanford the other day. And then we go to a Saturday game, you know, that would not surprise me at all. And it wouldn't, it also wouldn't surprise me to see Vanderbilt beat the breaks off of Stanford tomorrow, rocker come out and state hang a 10 spot on rocker on Friday. You know, it's, 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 it's baseball and you never know. And with state this year, man, this has just been the, the year of unexpected things. You know, you go back to March and you look at the season, you're like, is state going to make the ACC tournament let alone the championship game probably not not expecting it then you tell them you know two months later you go state's going to be in the acc championship they're going to play duke no way i'm not expecting that either state's going to lose 1-0 to duke no way not expecting that either <laughs> you know first shutout of the year state's going to go to rust and sweep not expecting that state's going to go to the number one arkansas who hadn't lost a series all year and win two out of three against the golden spikes award winner not expecting that state's going to go to oh i mean you just think you just keep going it can go on and on and on and on and on so, you know, as far as what's going on the rest of the way, who knows, man? Who knows what anybody's expecting? So, but I, yeah. I mean, that's a great answer. I, I thought, um, I thought the same thing yesterday. I'm going back to the the Vanderbilt game yesterday. It was one nothing, and I, I kept coming back to the Duke game thinking, you know, we lost a one nothing game earlier, and now this, it, it's almost come full circle that just to win this game. I, I just, I was so not expecting it, especially late in the game. Uh, Vanderbilt kept getting guys on. They would bunt them over to second. And I was like, all right, here they go. They're going to tie up this game. But man, I'm telling you what, I, I couldn't have been more impressed with Highfield. I think I, I might've said this a chance early in the year. I feel like he gives up, gives up a lot of deep shots that don't end up going out of the park. He didn't. I mean, he was in complete control most of his game and Vanderbilt could never take advantage of it. And even and then Justin's comes in and, and shuts him down, and I just it was such a good performance. You know, Lighter pitched out of his mind, 
And for Sam to still to hold Vanderbilt scoreless and come out with a win, Chance, is there anything more impressive than that? Have they done anything more impressive this year? I mean, I mean, personally, no. I mean, like you said, I mean, we've talked about Heifel all year and how he kind of gets touched up a bit more than Reed does, but that was not the case yesterday. Yeah. I mean, it was ground balls. It was. I think he finished with seven strikeouts. I mean, it was not – Highfield was typical, giving up long fly balls, giving up some warning track shots. Like, it was not at all that. And that was the first time Vanderbilt has been shut out all year. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I'd say that's – I know I, I've said, and I said it in the pod last week, like, I don't – I'm not necessarily afraid of this Vanderbilt lineup as good as their pitching staff is. Their lineup doesn't intimidate me. I wasn't expecting us to hold them to two hits and no runs. That's right. not what, that's yeah. not quite what I meant by that when I said I wasn't terribly afraid of him. But um, but yeah, I, I just I think that's probably you know like like Zach said earlier, that's the best win this season in my opinion, and is probably the the biggest win in program history, especially if they are able to to make it to the finals. And you know I will agree with him as well that I don't necessarily want to see Vanderbilt again. I would much rather see Stanford on Friday than I would Vanderbilt. Um, it's great that we beat them once, but I don't want to have to beat them twice. They have what is the best one-two punch in the country, maybe the best one-two punch in the history of college baseball. Let's not even, you know, shortchange that. Wow. So, I mean, those are are two top three picks. Two (laughs) minimal top three or possibly top five picks. I mean, mean, that's that's unheard of. What I do think State has going for them is that Vanderbilt's biggest Achilles heel this year has been their Sunday pitching and has been their third guy in the rotation. So I do think there's a good chance that Stanford does beat them tomorrow and that the pack does get Stanford on Friday. Um, Vanderbilt has not had a consistent third pitcher throughout the year. Um, I was looking at some stats earlier today and – Rocker has 18 starts, Leader has 17 starts, and not another guy on their team has more than 10. So they have kind of had to dance around that whole thing. Of They've got a couple different starters. They haven't had like a true niche guy for their Sundays, um, which is similar to what State was at at the beginning of the year, um, those first couple weeks leading up to the Carolina series. But, uh, you know, that's... That's going to be interesting to see how that develops. I'm anxious to see who wins that Stanford-Vanderbilt game tomorrow. Um, Even though Vanderbilt's beatable, like I said, I I really don't want to have to deal with them again. Stanford's offense gets a lot of credit, and they do because they hit a lot of home runs. I don't think uh, Stanford, excuse me, has a has a terribly complete offense, and you know that's that's a ballpark up in Omaha where home runs go to die. I know State's gotten really lucky. In State unless you're State. Terrell Tatum. Yes, unless you're, unless you're Terrell Tatum or unless you're Johnny Butler last yeah. week or, Devontae, or, or on Saturday or unless you're Devontae Brown. I mean, that's a ballpark where home runs go to die. And I think you kind of saw that with Tennessee going 0-2. Tennessee was one of the best offenses in the SEC and the country that was heralded and, and get shut out on, on Sunday against Virginia. So, yeah, I mean, that is that is not a, exactly a home run friendly ballpark, and I don't think that plays into a, into Stanford's hands. So I think Stanford is a good matchup for State. On the other side, I think Mississippi State has a lot of firepower. Um, that does kind of concern me a little bit. However, they're down four to nothing to Virginia in the fifth right now. I've got that on the TV as we're podding right now. Can, Chance, can I ask you a question real quick? I, sure. I, I just turned that on and uh... – is um is the the is the unspeakable happening like right now um for as far as UVA goes is there something 
uh, there might be something special going on okay, in this game. Okay, I'm, okay. I haven't been watching all that closely. I was watching the second inning when Virginia put up a four spot, but yeah, or a three yeah. spot rather. But okay. um, but yeah, but anywho, yeah, I, I think Mississippi State does have a lot of firepower. Um, Texas is talented, but Texas is having to play their way out of the losers bracket, which is incredibly hard to do in the College World Series. Um, and, and Virginia is Virginia's interesting. That's the only ACC team State didn't play this year. They weren't originally scheduled to play them. They didn't play them in the ACC tournament. That was, you know, that to me, it would be an interesting matchup. They've been similar to State this year. Uh, They started kind of slow and have just kind of caught fire right here at the end. Andrew Abbott, who's their number one guy, is a stud pitcher. He pitched a gym against Tennessee the other day. Griff McGarry, who's going tonight, doesn't exactly have great numbers, but he has, he's a veteran starter he has a fastball that reaches 95, 96. He, he can certainly shut people down, and he's doing that to a really good Mississippi State team right now. So yeah. let me ask you guys this. I want, I want to bring this back a little bit. I, I don't know. I, I want to hear about your each of your experiences because, like, for me, I'm sitting on the couch, and I told this to Chance last week, or last week that I was watching the game with my wife who's watched one baseball game in her life, and it was that game. <laughs> She's now watched two baseball games in her life, and it was the two the last two games that State has played. And I was getting messages from people out of the blue. I had my group texts from just different groups, disc golf group, golf group, uh, just all over the board was talking about the pack and talking about this game. Like everybody was into it, man. It was wild to see just people who are like I didn't even know they knew what a baseball was or like. You, are you watching this? Can you believe this? Can you believe the pack? And like, to me, that that was the coolest thing, man. You're just seeing everybody kind of rally around this team, even like state fans who are maybe distant state fans. But just every one of my groups was having that same conversation. Chance, how, what, what was it go? What was it for you? Because I know you sent a picture of your phone afterwards, just all the text messages. But like, did you have that same that same thing going on? Absolutely. I mean, my phone was quite literally, I sent you the picture of all my texts that were coming through. My phone was blowing up from from state fans, from non-state fans. Just everybody was like, I mean, what a game. What a pitching performance. Like, this team is unreal. Um, and, and then I also just scrolling through social media, like whether it be Twitter, whether it be, uh, whether it be Instagram and people reposting stuff under their stories. I mean, it was it is unreal to see how much like the NC State community has embraced this team. And, and I hope that goes to show, here is my shameless pl- plug, I hope that goes <laughs> to show the administration like how popular that baseball can be and what baseball is capable of doing to a fan base. And that, you know, this is a program that deserves everything they've got coming to them from a facility standpoint. And I've seen multiple people tweeted out, I mean, I saw you tweet build the stadium last night. I tweeted build the stadium last night, and it's gotten almost 400 likes. I think that so many NC State fans have figured out that, you know what, this is a great program with an awesome head coach, and this is a really good and fun team to watch. And I'm going to I'm gonna invest myself in it. I mean, a guy was DMing me on Instagram last night and just said like, hey man, I was not a big state baseball game before you and Evan started doing these podcasts, but it's been interesting to listen to. I started watching some games and this team is super fun. And, and 
that's not just not an NC State thing. It's that college baseball, once you get into it, is super fun. And if if ESPN is able to continue this momentum into next year that they've picked up from this World Series, I know they said they've had record ratings and stuff like that. I think it'll be awesome to see college baseball as a whole get more coverage and see how that grows NC State baseball with what is likely coming in the next five years of a new stadium with more TV coverage, with things like the ACC Network kind of growing and, and giving more exposure to some of these smaller sports. I mean, I know State Baseball, they're, both their Instagram and Twitter account have had noticeably more interactions with fans and notably more Twitter and Instagram followers the last couple of days, which is awesome. So it'll be awesome to see how this translates into the future and hopefully increases crowds and attendance at Dope next year, um, next year in the regular season too. It'll be awesome. Zach, what was it like for you watching that game last night? Man, it was it was you know I was sitting there and uh, I was watching it um, with my with my girlfriend and you know she uh, she's she was a cheerleader in college and um, she doesn't really know a lot about baseball but she started kind of you know popping in there a little bit about the third inning she's like so so what's going on here and I'm explaining it to her you know and I'm and we're going and about the eighth inning you know one of the whenever it was that in my opinion umpire started squeezing justice a little bit. Yeah. Um, she's like, that's a strike. Why is he not calling it a strike? You know, and I was like, I don't know, but damn it, he's not, and I don't know what's going on. You know, it's so, I mean, it's 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 some of those puckering moments that that as a state fan, you know, it's coming, you anticipate it. If you're not puckered, you're like, okay, this is a letdown. It's almost like a like a like a high or something. You know, yeah. that, that that we all just know it's coming. We're gonna ride it. And we're going to be either really happy or really sad. And then two days later, we're going to be like, damn, I love this team. You know, I love, I love state. I love, I love, you know, football, basketball, whatever it is. But, you know, when, uh, when, when he, when, when Justice flipped that, that 2 2 curveball in there last night, and, uh, you know, I knew it was strike three, I, I couldn't, I, I showed her, I mean, I was literally shaking, you know, just because of the excitement. I mean, it's, it's pinned up. You yeah. know, she, she, People don't understand, you know, a lot of times they just don't get it because since the BCS era, we are the only school to not win a conference championship in any of the big three sports. You know, I know, I know, I know, I know. We hash this out. We hash this out. I listen to you guys hash this out. But here we are. Essentially, essentially, guys, essentially, we are in the final four of the College World Series right now. We are. I mean, you know, there's two there's two teams going home today, two teams going home tomorrow. Or, or excuse me, one team going home tomorrow, one team going home uh, Thursday, and that leaves four. And so, I mean, you know, it was it was uh, immediately after the game. I mean, I'm sure you guys, you know, I, I don't know you guys personally really or anything, but you know, my dad went to state. You know, we're both diehard state fans. That's where I get it from. He called me, and uh, he said, um, you know, he's like, I just want you to know, uh, I'm probably going to Omaha. And <laughs> I was like, uh, okay, you know, and um, I actually, for, for, uh, for Father's Day a couple of years ago, I took him out there um, and we had a great time and everything. It wasn't the year that state went. Um, we just wanted to go just to say, you know, we, that was something we had done, but he's, uh, he's been texting me today about, you know, flights and tickets and all this stuff and everything. So, I mean, you know, like, like Chance said, the, the, uh, I mean, you've got people tweeting about NC State baseball right now who, you know, two weeks ago, they didn't know anything about it. I mean, you got, what, uh, Dave, Dave Portney off Barstool? Yeah, Dave Portney. Yeah, I mean, he, he is he is advertising like crazy for NC State baseball right now, you know? And, I mean, like, that's 
that's just that's just the the, the effect of, of what these guys are doing and you know the 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 effect of you got the baseball team you got you got Hayden Hidley and his brother you know from the wrestling team you got them jumping in on this build the stadium you know and, and then you got people kind of chirping back you know to 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 Trey Turner and Carlos Rodon all that you know write the check <laughs> you know so it's 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 good to see and and you know baseball is a very special game, especially once you understand it, you know, once you know the game and you understand it uh, to me, there's just nothing like it in the, in the, in the world, because, you know, it's the only game where you're successful 30% of the time and you're in the hall of fame if, at the highest level, you know, if you're a 300 batter in the major leagues, you're in the hall of fame, essentially. Um, you know, that's how, that's how difficult the game is. And uh, so, so to see, to see the game growing, to see state being, a part of that. And, you know, I go back to like JMU a couple of weeks ago in the women's college world series, everybody, you know, oh, became a JMU fan overnight because nobody really knew who JMU was. Nobody knew JMU softball, Chancy everybody knew Florida state, Oklahoma, Oklahoma state and all that. Now you've got NC state in the college world series, you know, unseated, not a national seed, not a top 16 seed, nothing. And so I, I think you're going to get a lot of support from people out there that, their teams may have gotten knocked out. Maybe they're just out there for the experience. State's going to become the team that they pull for. I think that's a good point, especially with Arkansas having beaten Nebraska and then State beating Arkansas. I think there's going to be a lot of native Nebraska fans that kind of adopt State as the team they want to win the World Series out there. Mm-hmm. I, I, somebody the tweeted about that. Yeah, well, somebody tweeted about that today, or, or maybe it was during the game last night, talking about the surround, like the fans of the, you know, not necessarily Vanderbilt. I mean, obviously not Vanderbilt, but other teams like the Tennessee fans. They hated Vanderbilt, so they're, you know, they're they're full of they're they're yelling for state. Um, you know, who, whoever else it is, the Mississippi State fans because they hate Vanderbilt too because they're in the SEC and all that stuff. And you know, but just to the casual fan you know, who's on Barstool and follows Dave Portney, and now Dave Portney's tweeting about the College World Series. Not only that, he's tweeting about the College World Series, but he's also tweeting about NC State. You know, I mean, I think that's, you know, I, I subscribe to the to the, to the the uh, page that no, pu- no publicity is bad publicity. I mean, you know, there's no such thing as bad publicity. And uh, so I, I, th- I think it's great. As long as... As long as Mincy doesn't jump on the bandwagon. That's, mm-hmm. that's- we need Mincy to stay off. Yeah, somebody but, needs to uh, tackle that guy. If... if, 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 if in all seriousness, I mean, what do you think? That looks great for recruiting. I mean, Dave Portnoy, the president of Barstool Sports, like one of the most influential entrepreneurs in the United States, not being funny, is tweeting about state baseball. Scotty McCreary last night yeah. was tweeting about state baseball. Russell Wilson the other week. I mean, that, that, that's recruiting. I mean, that's that's an edge you can use in recruiting. It's it's just like this, this next couple of days for state baseball has such potential to be not necessarily good for the next year from a standpoint of having a chance to win national championship, but having a chance to be good for the next 20 years mm-hmm. and consistently getting back to Omaha. And see, I, this I is – go ahead, Adam, I'm sorry. I just think, like, from a perspective standpoint, like, these next couple of days, even if State – even if State doesn't necessarily come out successful, this is a huge opportunity for State to build their brand as, as a baseball program. I agree 100% with that because, like, if you listen, you know, to the guys on the other podcast, to you know, you guys are going golfing with and everything in a couple months, you hear them talk and they're like, and you hear, you know, you hear James, you hear him say, we're right there, kick the door down. Okay, here's an opportunity, not only this year, kick the door down, build something for the next 10, 15, 20 years, capitalize on this moment right here. 
you know, and I've, I've heard you talk about it before, you know, on, on this podcast, Chance, you know, we're right there. So not only do we take it, I mean, yeah, every state fan is not worried about next year right now. We've, we're all, you know, focused on Vanderbilt or Stanford on Friday and, you know, getting plane tickets out there <laughs> or whatnot. But, you know, this is an opportunity to really and truly capitalize on the next 10 to 20 years. And, Absolutely. you know, I agree wholeheartedly with you on that. Absolutely. Make Omaha an expectation, not a mm-hmm. destination. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting to see how Boo takes the reins on this. Like like you said, everybody, there's a lot of, you know, former athletes and people that have made it who are base, state baseball fans. And I'm going to be curious to see how long it takes Boo to drum up that interest. Like, hey. Trey, you know, you, you're always talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. you, we'll put your name on the dugout or something, you know, like yeah. he's going to hit it. He's going to have a huge contract coming up. Um, you know, Rodon's going to get his soon. There's other guys, Scotty McCreary, big baseball guy. You know, there's a bunch of state guys out there with, with uh, the capital to put this forward. So I think it's going to be interesting to see what Boo does here. But can I, can I ask a question here? Yeah, go ahead. So, um, are you guys in favor of, of – well, maybe it's getting off, off topic here. I just – real quick, are you in favor of improving Doak or building a new stadium? Chance, it's your question. I will um, – this is – I'm going to go ahead and say it. This is probably a minority opinion, but it's mine, and I'll kind of give you the reasoning behind it. I want to improve current Doak for a couple of different reasons. Um, I know a lot of people have talked about the Centennial Campus thing and, and building out there. Personally, that's my dream for basketball. I think that would be a great place for a basketball arena. But here's my thing for baseball and why I kind of want to build up on current Doak. Um, A, you know, I I just think students wouldn't be quite as enticed to go to baseball games so far off campus on the Centennial side where there isn't a ton of student housing. As many apartments as you have right there by Doak and dorm rooms all being on campus – I think that's a huge factor in creating an atmosphere and creating a fan base amongst your students, having a venue within walking distance of so much of your enrollment. Secondly, State already, their main campus already doesn't hold football, already doesn't hold men's basketball. Can you imagine your main campus not holding football, men's basketball, or baseball? Like, I'm sorry, that is just ridiculous. And and thirdly, when Hillsborough Street does kind of improve itself and some of these bars and different things that will increase like a, an atmosphere and a nightlife on Hillsborough do come as it's rumored, such as Sup Dogs most notably, I do think that will be awesome having Hillsborough walking, walking distance from Doak. So it's like, hey, let's go to Sup Dogs and eat a burger and then go to the game or let's, let's catch a couple beers or catch some burgers afterwards here. I, I, think, I think that helps a lot from a student perspective. Um, from that standpoint, at least, absolutely, I agree. I agree with that. That would that would be my thing too. Is is, is upgrade Doak because, I mean, you know, I, I just I think you could you could really, you know, I I know you got the the rec fields out there beyond left field and the pines out there beyond right and kind of center and everything, but I think you could you could uh, you know really improve what's currently there and and I mean financially, obviously, that would be the more fiscally responsible option in my opinion than building the whole new you know stadium and parking and everything else over there but you know i, I think uh now you know you got to strike while the iron's hot and and 
it had been in the history of the program much hotter than it is right now. So in my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Use this to capitalize, like you said. I always think, you know, state is as a university is making a conscious shift shift over to Centennial campus. But it's limited amount of room over there, right? I mean, it's you're backing up between the golf course and the apartment buildings and, and everything else. I don't know how much room they have over there to do all these things. I think, like Chance said, Doak's location is good. If you are moving other parts of campus over there and you're able to make room around Doak for the things you need to do, and to be honest, I think the footprint there is probably there for them to do that then, you know, keep it there and, you know, keep that access and keep it. I, I think the one of the things that state has gotten away from, and it, I, I know a lot of fans feel this way, and it's not just about Reynolds and whatnot, but moving things off campus takes away the campus vibe, right? And, and I know that sounds very trite, but to me, like if you keep that on campus, it still becomes the thing where students can get involved and it just feels very much a part of the university. Football can live on its own because it's football, right? In basketball, we've seen kind of struggle to maintain that level of enthusiasm that when I was in school a long time ago and we had some games in Reynolds, like it was completely different. You're walking over to campus, everybody's buzzing. It's just that vibe that's going on there. And if baseball continues the trajectory it's on, you can still capitalize on that vibe by having, by having the location there in a, on campus in in that, you know, where it is now. I, I just, I don't want to get too far into having off campus facilities for everything. And I think that is something we've pushed too hard, too fast. And, and uh, the state's kind of disjointed right now wholeheartedly agree with all that. I love Doak being on campus. I love Reynolds for women's basketball and volleyball and rifle and all the other things they do in their own campus, soccer and softball. I love that all being on campus. And, and I think I think that needs to stay. Um, you know, I would love to see basketball, like I said, build on Centennial. Personally, I do kind of like football being off campus because it's a cool atmosphere of all 50,000 people are all there tailgating in the same spot. And I think that provides a really cool arena for that. Yeah. Um, but I do think baseball needs to stay on campus and Lee field out in left field does provide a cool area to perhaps build up on Doak and have some, some student seating out and left, or, or we've talked about, we've talked about a wooden deck with food trucks and a beer garden kind of before. I think that would be awesome and, and kind of entice students to go to baseball games. I think that'd be really cool. Um, so I, I do think that, that Doak needs to stay in its, in its current place. All right, looking forward to week ahead. Stanford and Vanderbilt are playing. Real quick, who you guys think comes out of that game? Chance? I'll take Stanford just because of uh, of Stanford's pitching depth that outside of Rocker and Leader, I personally don't think Vanderbilt has. Zach, who you got? Uh, my heart, it's a heart versus head thing. My heart, I want Stanford. My head's telling me Vanderbilt. Yeah. So. I, I told this to Chance earlier. I want to take – Whoever we think is the easiest and take the opposite because state this run right now, state has been playing like, like you said earlier, Zach, they they're taking, they're taking the hard road through Arkansas, through Ruston, through all these other places, through Vanderbilt. Like let's keep that going because if, if you're going to do it, let's do it. And I think that's what's working in state's advantage right now. They're playing loose. They're playing hard. 
there's uh, no denying the 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 uh, the three pitchers that they've that they just went. I mean, that's you. That's arguably, you know, you're talking the Golden Spikes winner. You're talking a top three draft pick. You're talking the Pac-12 pitcher of the year. Yeah. You're you, this. You're, what you're essentially talking about is is this could be the one two three for the uh, L.A. Dodgers one day. <laughs> I mean, that's how good these guys are. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. You know, now, now, do I think Cops is going to become a starting pitcher for the LA Dodgers? Obviously not. But I mean, that's the caliber of arms that these, you know, at, at this level, that's that's the caliber of arms that, that the state has played the last three games. You know, and and they've yeah. or, or the last, you know, the Stanford game, the Vanderbilt game in Omaha, and then the series in Arkansas. You know, that's that's the reality of it. You know, those those there's they haven't faced a slouch, <laughs> not by any means. And that's a good point about really all three. I mean, everybody wants to talk about cops that like he is going to win the Golden Spikes Award. And for those of you who are kind of new to baseball, that's the Heisman Trophy of baseball. That's kind of it's pretty much a unanimous decision. They haven't announced it yet, but he's going to win it. Jack Leader, like we've said, is you know his obviously has great baseball genes and is going to be a top five pick. I think Brandon Beck was really overlooked. I mean, that Stanford team was really good. Stanford had 20 hits yesterday when they eliminated Arizona. 20 hits. And I just, I think that game was kind of overlooked of how impressive that was that State from wire to wire led and and just kind of dominated that game truly. And Beck is a good pitcher. And I don't think State kind of, I don't think that win was as emphasized as much of it as, as it should have been. Um, no, and, and that's another thing, like talking about you got Vanderbilt and Stanford. I mean, no matter who wins that game tomorrow, you know, State still has to take care of business. Sure, you know, absolutely. I mean, it's this, no. this, it's not, a, it's not, you know, it's easy to sit here and say, oh, you know, State's won this many games. You know, they took two out of three from Arkansas. It's no, uh, uh-uh. it's not over, you know, and, and, and I really hope that whoever it is that they play on Friday, man, I, I hope State comes out in the first inning and just hangs like a seven spot on the board. All kinds of crooked numbers, you know. It shows <laughs> that, that, that yeah, we've had three days off, but we're still focused. We're still here. We still know what the goal is, and, and that's what they, you know, I, I really, I think they, you know, deserve today to relax and chill and everything and just, you know, but they need to, in my opinion, you know, as, as a former player and everything, you need to know what's what's going on and, and, and keep your mindset right. You know, you have to be able to relax some, but. I just I hope Avon's staying on him about that. <laughs> Absolutely, set the tone early, and mm-hmm. I think State really needs to win on Friday from a pitching perspective. <clears throat> At the end of the day, we still really only have five pitchers, and playing Friday, Saturday, then turning around with the possibility of Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, that would be rough from a pitching standpoint. All right, so let me ask you: You're Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt, okay? You win tomorrow. You pitching Rocker on Friday and Lighter on Saturday after Absolutely. Lighter just threw 123 pitches yesterday. Absolutely. Dance with the girl who brought you. <laughs> I like that. I like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Old, old man chance comes out every once in a while. <laughs> that was pretty good. Before we, before we go, I do want to shout out Austin Murr real quick. He was named yep. one of the three finalists for the, uh, for the first base gold glove for defensive player of the year at first base, along with the guy from Texas and Tennessee. So shout out to him. Yeah, Dude, that, that's, that's big. Yeah, it's a good point. The the play uh, Minchik made the very first at bat in that Vanderbilt game, <laughs> where I mean it was, uh, you know, just down the line. He didn't know if to grab it or not, and then he made just an unbelievable play. Murr made a stretch to to get that ball. I mean, that was that was fantastic. that was a perfect bunt. 
Yeah, I have to say, I have to say that that was that was a perfect bunt by the man who, by the, by the player who's leading the country in steals this year. So you know he's quick, you know he's he's got speed, and yeah. and you know when I saw him drop down that bunt, you know it takes a while for the camera to kind of pan. I was like, uh oh, that looks good. That looks like a good bunt off the bat. And then you know Mincic fired it over. I was like, ooh, okay, we we ready, we're good. Here we go, boys. You know, and I mean that was a good. I thought that was a, a really good like like Chance was just saying, set the tone. Yeah, you know, that that was that was good coming coming right out right there. I, I thought. Yeah. You guys got anything else? Anything want to shout out? I'm good on my end. Yeah, That's I'm good. Thank you guys for uh, thank you guys for letting me uh, tag along here, and uh, hope we can do it again in the future. Yeah, absolutely, Zach. I appreciate it. As always, y'all. Thanks for licking, licking, listening. <laughs> Uh, thinking about Chance's dates already. Thanks for listening. Oh, oh man. <laughs> oh, my mom listens to this. <laughs> Check out redwhitenetwork.com, and we will be back later in the week after the pack beats down Stanford or, Com- or Vanderbilt, whoever it may be. Keep this momentum going. I'm excited. Uh, I know everybody else is. Fellas, appreciate it. Always a good time. And talk to y'all next time. Go Pack. Go Pack. Go Pack. Thank <laughs> you.